G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We're better together, far better together than we ever could be apart. And the call of God on our life is to rescue the parish. Hi and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Today we continue his message, We Are His Ambassadors. Pastor Jeff is reminding us to be changed by Christ means to live a changed life with a heart for the lost. We are the ambassadors of God, as though God were making his appeal through you. Can I ask again, whose hand are you holding right now to help them come near to God? This is Today with Jeff Vines, and we continue his message, We Are His Ambassadors. I want you to know that the reason I took the job here was because of what I saw in your eyes, that you would never be complacent, you are not about holy huddles, that your whole passion and mission, you realize that you are an ambassador of God as though God is making his appeal through you. You were not elected by the people, you were called of God. And it's not like... It's not like we preach these messages and try to lay this big guilt trip on you without preparing you. That's why we do things like starting pointing, contagious Christian. We assume the responsibility of equipping those who really want to learn how to do this because there is a way that you can come alongside somebody and that you can pray for them and you can be their friend and you can help them to the summit. Everybody wants to go. People are still looking for the summit. No matter what they say, no matter what they act like, they're still looking. And we are God's ambassadors as though God is making his appeal through us. This is our calling. And I'm suggesting to you that we can do this. Now listen, there's an African word that I learned in Zimbabwe called umbutu. Can you say that with me? Umbutu. One more time. Umbutu. I love that word. Umbutu. As a matter of fact, I I love the African stories. Uh, (laughs) When I lived in Zimbabwe, there was the story of a guy named Gabaromi. What a name. We'll come back to Mbutu for a moment. Just, but Gabaromi was a dude that basically sat beside of the road all the time, smoking everything. That's, that was his whole life. Get up in the morning, smoke. And he would roll whatever he could find in newspaper or magazine articles or even uh, advertisement slips. He would take it, and that's what he did all the time. And, true story. And a missionary came over and asked uh, a friend of mine, Who, who's this guy? And he explained the whole situation. So the missionary goes over and says, hey, I want to give you something. And the guy looks up, what? I want to give you a Bible. He said, don't give me a Bible. I'll just smoke it. <laughs> At least he's honest. Don't give me a Bible. I'll just smoke it. And the missionary said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a Bible and you can smoke it if you promise to read it before you smoke it. <laughs> and the guy said, okay. A few months later, he comes back to Gabaromi. He says, Gabaromi, what'd you think? Did you read the Bible? He goes, man, I smoked Matthew. <laughs> I smoked Mark. I smoked John. I smoked Luke. Actually, I smoked Luke and then I smoked John. And when I got to John 3.16, I smoked no more. (laughs) What a cool story. (laughs) 
When he learned that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he said, I smoke no more. It was simply the reading of the word and somebody just spent five seconds to pull him out of the ditch. What I'm trying to say is there's a great word in the African language, Ubuntu, and it means this, I am here because we are. What does that mean? I am here because we are. There are people in this room that are here because we are. CCV. And part of that is that we are God's ambassadors as though God is making his appeal through you and me. We were not elected by the people. We were called by God. And so if you're here and somebody pulled you out of the ditch at some point in your life, even if it was your parents at a young age, then the call on your life is to help me, to help us. We're better together, far better together than we ever could be apart. And the call of God on our life is to rescue the perishing. I've had some conversations over the last month or so, some interesting ones. I actually had a conversation with somebody at Etiwanda that said to me this, and fair enough, and it was a fair conversation, not going to use any names, but it was a learning time for both of us, I think. Jeff, if this church gets big, I have to leave because I only want to be part of small churches. It's fair. You know, we've all, you know, there's an appeal to the small church and I grew up in the small church. I got, I got it. But here's what I said to him. So what you're telling me is that when the spirit of God starts moving and people start getting saved, you're going to have to leave. (coughs) He said, well, I never looked at it like that. I said, I know. I understand that. Sometimes we just need somebody to come along and challenge us. But what you're telling me is you're only going to be a part of a church that's not evangelistic and has no passion for the loss, right? (coughs) You know, we don't start satellite campuses because we want to create small churches for people. (laughs) They're already out there. We create satellite campuses in order for us to have a greater influence and wider range of reach in the valley that God's called us to. And there's got to be a holy discontent in us about the people around us. There should never, ever be an empty seat in any service. Now you say, well, hey, look around, Jeff. There's not. Well, that's you because it's the optimal inviting time. But we are the ambassadors of God. As though God were making his appeal through you. Can I ask again, whose hand are you holding right now to help them come near to God? Do you realize it's the call on your life? Yeah, you might be a doctor, lawyer. I don't know what you're going to be. But I know your primary call is you're an ambassador of God. You've not been elected by the people. You've been called of God. So here's what I want to do. After doing all of that, I want to tell you why we do what we do around this place. Why we do what you're doing already. Now I want to brag on you. I'll beat you up a little bit. It's okay. Now let me hug you. The things that are going on around here are remarkable. And I think most of us don't have any idea the ministry outreach of the church you're involved in. By the way, I know every time I preach a message like I did last weekend, I'm going to get emails. I talked about tithing. And I know every time I do that, I'm going to get it. So I want to share one. I won't mention any names, but I got one from a guy who basically said this. He said this, he said, why do you have security guards? Isn't that a contradiction of your faith? And that's why you have to ask for money all the time. Okay, let's be fair again. Let's address the first part. They're not security guards, they're a safety team and they don't get paid anything. They volunteer their time and service. And it's not only for safety for me, it's safety for you. Because there are people who've had heart attacks in this service people who have struggled or fallen and they're always on the scene to call the paramedics. They're a safety team and they do it because that's their gift and they want to serve God with what they're good at. That's the first thing. Second question to this guy is, do you ever lock your doors? 
Do you lock your doors at night? Why? Don't you have faith? No, I'll tell you why you lock them, because you believe Jesus is right when he said the heart of man is wicked, so you lock your door. I believe him. But here's the third more important thing. I've been in ministry long enough to know, why would a person write a message like this? Let me tell you why. Because his wife heard the message last week. She felt convicted. She went home, told her husband, and he's ticked now that some of his money's going to go to the church. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been doing this way too long. You're, you're not going to get anything past me now. I know, I know by the way you phrase it and what you're saying. The real issue is your wife's a believer. She was convicted. She went home, and now you're mad, so you're coming after the pastor. And so my response was, how about you and I get together and talk about this, and let me explain to you why it is that we do what we do here. This is Today with Jeff Vines. Pastor Jeff's message, We Are His Ambassadors, is about the call on our life to bring others to know God. Do you realize what's going on around here? I think of, I think of Dane Johnson's ministry with men, training men for ministry. It is the hundreds and hundreds of men around here that are being equipped to be better fathers, better husbands, and better leaders in the community, man. If they're out there leading, man, if we're leading, then we're going to change the valley. I think of what's going on right now in our benevolence ministry. Because of your generosity, we're able to take care of so many of the homeless by homeless blessing bags that are filled with food and toiletries and blankets and Bibles and other items. We've got a homeless prevention program where we come along and we assist people through rental assistance and budget coaching. We think the best way to protect the homeless is to make sure they don't become homeless by helping them in the front of things, by getting ahead of this thing. And so we have transforming uh, uh, workshops, networking, in order to change people spiritually, emotionally, to get them healthy up here and to offer long-term assistance and family mentoring. I don't know if you know the hundreds upon hundreds. Listen, just past month alone, we fed a thousand families, a thousand in one month just to make sure. And by the way, we're getting good at this. I've said this before. We don't want to be enablers. We know the difference between somebody who's in genuine need and somebody who's trying to take advantage of the church. People get mad when we know what they're trying to do and we say, nope, it's not for you. But there are plenty of people that are in legitimate, genuine need that are trying to make the best of things and they need us to come alongside them. And so every month, thousands of thousands of people were coming and we're feeding and we're mentoring and we're coaching. Think about what's going on around here with our youth. We had, because of your generosity, a hundred kids this year were scholarship to camp. Now three or 400 went, but there's a lot of kids that can't afford to go to camps. I'm, I, things cost money. I don't like it any, any more than you do but there's not much for free anymore. And so because of your generosity, we can take some of these at-risk kids or kids that need a little help and we can scholarship them. And this year, 171 kids in one year made first-time decisions for Christ. That's what it's called reaching the next generation. Because of your generosity, we're able, we're finally able, something that was just in my head for a long, long time, it wasn't my vision, but it was in my head how we gotta solve it, is special needs ministry. Man, we got parents here that need help. And so we started a special needs ministry last year. And now in the fall, we're going to start another special needs program for junior high and high schoolers. We've got this thing called Leadership USA that has come to our church from Australia. It's a fantastic thing. It changed my son Delaney's life. He went away a boy, came back a man. This is a camp that delves down in deep 
of what's going on in the hearts of our teenagers, helps them deal with things that they're frustrated with in a very different culture and society. We take these kids away. We give them experience they'll never forget. And it's here that they meet God. I don't think most of you realize what's going on in outreach. Just a couple of months ago, we were able throughout the course of this year so far to give keys to a new home to six families down in Mexico. It's part of our ministry to partner with other people and go and those who are less fortunate. We started a breakfast program in Mexico so that kids could have a, at least start the day with food and a decent meal. We just now, just now, I think yesterday, received a team back from Rwanda that went over to Rwanda to invest in pastors and lay leaders and counseling. And you've still got a whole generation. Think about it. The genocide happened in 94. So those kids, the swamp kids, that, that while they were hiding in the swamps, their moms, their dads, their aunts, their uncles, everybody was murdered and slaughtered in the genocide. They're in their early 30s now. The trauma's hitting them hard. So we, did, we sent a team over that really knows what they're doing in this area to counsel lay leaders, pastors, and to help them face this crisis. Remember, we, we are not a local church only. We do things locally, but we say we want a fully devoted follower of Jesus in every home in the valley and beyond. Where do you think beyond is? San Diego? No, beyond means all over the world. And God has given us favor and influence in Northern India, in Zimbabwe, in Rwanda, even down in Australia and the South Pacific. Through Kaleidoscope, our program that is close to my heart, we're in the local schools in this area, and we go in and we mentor and coach and teach at-risk kids. You think about it. You're a single parent. You got to work till five o'clock, but you, your kid gets out of school at 2.30. What are you going to do? Well, we go in with volunteers that take these kids, and we mentor them and coach them and teach them and just love on them. And my vision, my dream is that one day soon, not only would we be able to do that in every school in our valley, but we'd be able to give the mom or the dad who's single a meal and say, look, you've worked all day. Now take this food, go home and sit around the table and have quality time with your kids. So these visions, the things that are happening out here, this is what we want to do. And the, the principals now in our school district, trust us. They know we're not weird. We're okay. We're just there to love on kids. Think about our women's ministry. 300 women on Tuesday night and Wednesday morning come in here with round tables for Bible study. I mean, it's intimidating. Don Frazier's asked me to speak to the women a few times, but I always say no because I'm scared of that many women in one place. <laughs> but the point is they're growing, they're maturing, they're becoming rooted leaders. Think about rooted, what's going on around here. We've graduated over 2,500. How many have been through rooted? How many have been through rooted? Man, I can't believe there's still that many people who have never done it. How, listen, I'm gonna be hard on you a second. How on earth could you be part of a church that's given you a 10-week experience of God? This is a fantastic experience. People come out, changed, 10 weeks. You wanna meet God? You wanna experience God? You wanna get out of the doldrum spirituality? Get in one of these groups and see what God will do. But it's not only that. It's not only that, folks. We gave over $200,000 to India in the last 12 months. Why would we do that? Because I'm always looking to where we can get the biggest bang for the buck. <laughs> Ajay Law is incredible what's going on in Northern India. It's 64,000 new converts in the last year alone. 64,000. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that's a preacher's count. No, my wife and I went there in January. This operation is huge. What he's able to do all across Northern India with so little resources. And so I told our, our elders, I said, man, we need to, we got money sitting in this account. We need to send it over there. 
Because you're going to get a great reward. You're going to reap a lot from something that is sown. But we only do that because of your generosity. And you're being faithful to the first fruits of your life. You're investing in something that changes people for eternity, man. They had three Christian youth conferences this past year. 3,100 people attended. Out of that, 1,400 got saved. I mean, it's amazing. You preach the gospel in northern India, boom, people are looking for answers. Stop believing the lie of the atheists. Christianity's booming. We just need to get behind people who are out there and resource them to be able to preach the gospel. Now, that brings me to something else. That we, we are. Let me say it again. We're a global church. We're not just a local, regional church. So when you see that I'm not here, stop whining. <laughs> The call on my life is not to babysit you all the time. By the way, and I went out and I got the best communicator in America, and Mike, bro, let me ask you, when you come and Mike's here, are you disappointed? No. This guy's fantastic. So if I'm not here, I'm not on vacation. If I'm not here, I'm usually one of three places. I'm either in northern India doing leadership training, or I'm in... Kenya, or most probably in Zimbabwe or Rwanda doing leadership training, or I'm in Australia. What's happening in Australia right now is phenomenal. And it can't be, you can't do stuff like this. But for some reason, Vision Radio, who broadcast the gospel over 800 radio stations, especially into those places in Australia where there are no churches, where the Aborigines community are still starting to come to Christ, for some reason, they like me. I don't know why. Maybe it's a God thing. But I know this, I just got back from going down there, just going to the studio and to answer questions of skeptics all through Australia and just to be like, a, like an old Hank Hanegraaff, a Bible answer man, just to go in and answer questions that people have about Christianity. So when I'm not here, don't think I'm out somewhere playing golf, although I'm probably doing that too. But the reality is, the reality is I'm either in Africa or Australia or India, but I promise you, and I've tried to commit to you that you won't be disappointed. You'll either have a Mike Bro or a Steve Mahark who's growing in his preaching ability from Australia, okay? So don't be a consumer. Don't call the church office and say, is Jeff preaching? Well, I'm not coming then. What's wrong with you, man? You're not a consumer. You dropped anchor. You're part of a church that's trying to change the world. And man, there's no greater endeavor than preaching the gospel. And if God gives us a voice, I mean, we're not that big a church. You know, we're really not. In the bigger scheme of things, a lot of churches bigger than we are, but God has given us this huge influence around the world. God is doing some miraculous things in our church. I told you we're in a season where people are getting healed. It doesn't always happen, but there's been so many miraculous. Actually, actually is, is Tim Campbell in here? Raise your hand over here. Where are you? Good to, ha- good to see you. Good to see you, Tim. I'm I'm assuming some of you know his story, where he was, uh, I think, what, two weeks ago, he flatlined for 45 minutes, twice, and the only injury he's had is where they tried to shoot this bolt digit to him, where they cracked a rib or something, and now he's in church two weeks later, because God said, nope, not now. So just in, just in case you think Pastor Jeff makes up these stories, I did that so you can go over to Tim. Now, he may not feel like talking to everybody, but if you really want to know if that happened, just see him on the way out. The point is we're in a season where God is doing miraculous things. I'm here. I'm 52 years old. I'm too old to go anywhere else. You're stuck with me now, man. You are stuck. So let's do this thing, man. 
Let's do it together. You get serious about taking people to the pinnacle and God, God's already doing something, man. Be part of it. It's the best thing you could do with your life. One more time, all right? We are God's ambassadors. We, are God's ambassadors. we were not elected by people. We're called of God. As though God were making his appeal through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for just a great weekend, a reminder of who we are and what you're doing in our lives. And I would pray that you would motivate, inspire us, that you would open our eyes to opportunities we have around ourselves every day. It might be the waitress who waits on us, that we can leave a nice message on the back of the receipt, maybe an invitation to come and be part of what's happening here. Maybe it's a friend at the gym or the golf course or at work. One little thing, I pray that the evil one would not be able to throw up those barriers of fear to us that somehow we'll be looked at differently. But I also pray that through the power and the spirit of God that we'll be given great wisdom to move gently and lovingly and to start taking people by the hand and leading them to Christ. Father, our heart is for those who are far from God. And as we invest in ourselves through teaching, Bible preaching, that we would do so that we might use the gifts, knowledge, and ability that you've given us to change our world because we're ambassadors. As though God was making his appeal through us, we know. We're not elected by people. We're called of you. Help us to achieve our vision as we give you all the glory. In Christ's name, everybody said, amen. Thanks for joining us on Today with Jeff Vines. That's the end of We Are His Ambassadors, a reminder and some encouragement for us to lead lives that are changed and focused on ministering to those who don't yet know God. If you'd like to hear or read more from Pastor Jeff, please head to vision.org.au and search for Jeff Vines. Today with Jeff Vines, just another way vision is connecting faith to your life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 